Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. It's Tuesday, 31st of May. Last day of May. The last day of May, like I said earlier. And we're back a little earlier than usual. Um, It's like 840 right now. I actually came into work a lot earlier 
to uh, start cutting the grass and shit. So I got here. I actually punched in at like 205. Because I told this guy I wanted to just I wanted to just get this shit started because it was like 96 degrees today. It's just 85 degrees right now. Y'all niggas know how I get down, man. We started off very niggerish. All right. 41 miles until E. You know, what I mean, <laughs> just like 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 clockwork, 41 miles until E. Starting off the week on empty damn near. But it is what it is, man. Today was actually a pretty laid back day, mostly because I was able to to really get shit started early, which is why I'm here right now. We're going to go through one video. Five. I think now we'll go through the seven minute video. Uh, Chissa Zed. Shout out to Chissa Zed. Also, shout out to Rolo Tomasi. Although this is an old I have an old Rolo Tomasi clip when it, when he was on 21 Studios. Also, tribe of men. We're gonna go. We're go, we're gonna be going through this shit tonight. Like I said, I'm starting now just so I can get ahead of things. Just so when I leave, I don't have to worry about sitting in my car for like an extra fucking hour because it's just too hot, too humid. So let me go to my playlist. Yeah, we got Rolo Tomasi on unplugging and Red Pill Rage. We'll get into that later. Uh, we have explaining the red pill, and I guess this guy says there's five stages of the red pill. That's the Chissa Zed uh, video that we're going to go over first. Then we have uh, Growing Up Without a Father. This is from Tribe of Men, and this is directly from, I believe, a Jordan Peterson clip. So we're going we're gonna to jump right into shit. We still have another clip that we're not going to get into that until tomorrow, probably two days from now depending on how shit goes. So we're going to be going through, put this phone sideways so I can tell you, um, explaining the red pill and the five stages every man will go through. Okay. This seems very interesting. Seven minutes. What better way to start off the show, but just to go right into the clips. So let's get it. Basically, a lot of these um, conversations are centered on what's called the red pill. So the red pill is an understanding of women's nature. A bigger perspective is basically an understanding of life, which basically is media tries to feed us a lot of lies and fairy tale stories of a lot of situations when we're growing up. So marriages and relationships and love are a good kind of base to speak about red pill from because everybody goes through that, right? You're taught that as long as you're nice and treat a girl like a princess every single day and buy her flowers every single time and, you know, do everything right, she's going to be your princess and she's going to marry you and things are going to last happy ever after. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you end up realizing that it's actually the opposite, you know, completely, completely opposite. You kind of have to build yourself up as a man. You have to have some self-respect. Women don't often go for the person that buys them all the flowers in the world. They kind of like to chase men who they see as valuable themselves. Yeah. And so that's what this is based off of. And once you know that, you're now sort of stepped into this red pill realm. But all right. So just for starters, like, what he's saying is pretty much spot on. 
I think the misconception is that people find the red pill from not having relationships, which is actually, it's actually the most opposite thing. A, a, a guy who's been in a good amount of relationships understands this shit. So everyone's perception is going to be different. My red pill awakening came from uh, several breakups, although the last relationship that I was in was the official beginning. And it's it's funny to say it now, but I'm very grateful for that relationship and how it turned out, because if it didn't turn out the way that it did, you know, I would probably I would probably be still going around believing that, you know, there's a special someone for me out there. And like guys get this mixed up. A lot of women get this mixed up to like black pill shit. So for me to say something like there's not a special someone for everyone, that would sound a bit black pillish. Now there can be special someones. There can be one person that makes you feel special. Then you go to another person that you get into a relationship. They make you feel special. There isn't that special someone. See what I mean? And that's another thing. I'm going to get into that a little bit after this video because I'm not trying to talk too much. I really want to get through this first clip. There's people who say, you know what? It's so hard right now to date and the laws and everything are so difficult that they're just not even going to deal with marriage because it's so unpredictable until those things are kind of addressed or fixed. Then there's people that say, I'm still going to go forth and get into a relationship and get married. And that's what she's considering purple pill. That's somebody who still sees value in their relationship, even with the knowledge that he knows about women nature, which is really just human nature of all of us. And the all right, so purple pill. A lot of people talk about it. Purple pill is not really a thing. It's just terminology where there's no solid, concrete purple pill person. It's just. I've mentioned it before, dating coaches and like certain PUAs are purple pill because they're giving you bits and pieces of, of red pill knowledge, but they're kind of directing you, they're, they're directing you to react to it in a different way. So you know about the nature of women, but you may still want to communicate with women. You're a heterosexual man who's still sexually attracted to women. The dating coaches will give you a little bit of reality, just enough, just enough for you to go, okay, so now I get it. But then they'll go, well, if you really want to know how to deal with women, buy this program. And it, it becomes purple pill because on one hand, you have guys understanding the nature of women it's just you take that education and you use it to get women to me that's purple pill you learn things in life like like for me certain women they know they know that they certain women know that the guy that's really going to be there for them is not the guy that they want even though They'll try and think otherwise, or they'll try to put this guy in this category. She wants, just like what Chissa Zed said, she wants to chase those men. She doesn't really want to be chased. You see what I mean? And this is where a lot of guys fuck up. They go into the purple pill stage where it's like, yeah, I'm understanding this red pill knowledge, but man, it's a little too harsh. There's a little, 
there's, there's too many truths to this. So I'm going to go into the dating apps. I'm going to take what I've learned and try to use it to get women. And it never really works out. That's at stake when you do get married. That's crazy. <laughs> and let me tell you something, man. If the red pill, instead of making you a happy person, a more confident person, made you miserable and hateful and spiteful, then you were better off a sip. You were better off oblivious, not... Ignorance is bliss. That being said, like with me and what, what I talk about on the terms of red pill awareness, I know that this shit is not going to work for everybody. Every man will not receive this well. A lot of men will become black pill. I talked about this before. The man learns the harsh realities of dating women, the nature of women, relationships, self, you know, self-development. And he buckles. He just says, fuck it. I give up. You know, I, I know what is required for me and I'm not willing to put that up. And a lot of these dudes, you know, they've they've gotten the information, they've gotten the harsh realities, they couldn't handle it, and all of a sudden it's gloom and doom, uh black pill, sort of denialistic mentality. Knowing the truth about female nature, right? Cause listen, we talk about beta males of this or blue pills of this, but at the end of the day, you know what blue pills have? A lot of blue pills are happy, even though they're ignorantly happy because they don't know that they're heading for a burning building. They're happy on the way there. I understand. I get it. Some of you guys are still in your red pill rage phase. There's four phases. When you first understand female nature, when you first take the red pill, the first phase is shock. You look back at your past relationships. You look back at situations with women, you understand why they turned you down, why you were disrespected, why you were unwanted, why you were treated a certain way. It's shocking at first. And then there comes the rage. Now, there you go. So it's, it's, it, I, I believe this is, this varies depending on who you are. For me, it's a similar situation where I came across a lot of MGTOW content creators before even knowing what Red Pill was and, and kind of picked at their brains a little bit and what they were thinking. And, and, and it resonated with me on the sense of the guy being the one who puts everything, the guy who essentially puts everything aside for a woman who doesn't appreciate it, the women who manipulate, and then you yourself, you could be, just as bad in those situations. It's not always just the women. And then you start that, you, you start to really, you get introspective, in my opinion. I became very introspective. I looked back at a lot of my relationships that I was in and asking myself the same question, what made me want to be with this person? Was it generally who they were or who I imagined them to be? See what I mean? Once I started thinking about that, then the rage started kicking in because it's the time that you waste. It's the resources that you waste. It's the money and it's the genuine energy that you waste in a lot of these women. And it's not it's not the women's fault. You are the one who choose these women. So that point right there, that's when the red pill rage kicks in. And it's not it is not necessarily it may start off that 
you were mad at the women that you were with for wasting your time. But then you, after a while, have to look into the mirror. And that's when accountability and responsibility kicks in. And it's like, damn, I allowed myself to be in that relationship. So the rage from my perspective was towards myself. It wasn't towards a woman. You're angry. And that's okay. You're going to be angry once you realize that you've been lied to by either your mother, your father, society who wants to convince you that there is such a thing as a soulmate, that there's such Uh a thing as happily ever after. Listen, the truth is relationships are hard. You want a good relationship, you gotta work on it. So let's go to the stages again. First stage, shock. Second stage is red pill rage. After that is revenge. Once you understand the rage, you now want revenge. Now, at this stage, anything can happen, right? You're dating women with the purpose of only one thing, usually, and that usually is sex or what. Now, this is kind of confusing to me because, like, if if people are really at a red pill rage, the last thing you're going to do is go into dating. The revenge thing is difficult to explain. My form of revenge is to continue to push forward. My my variation of revenge is to not get caught up in any emotional investment. Don't get caught up in women as a whole. Stick to my grind. Stay stay on my square. Stay on my purpose. That's my revenge. Other guys is different. We're about to see what he means by revenge. You can get from him. I get it. I understand the game now. Look, I'm working harder. I'm making more money. And you see the women coming to you, not because of the money, because you understand it's about everything. The confidence, your willingness to walk away, all that. That's the revenge stage. A lot of stuff happens in that stage. A lot of three or fours, shout out to Steph's cold, get ran through. After revenge comes acceptance. Okay. And that's where men who have seen life and seen the red pill for what it is, and they're no longer angry, they've accepted what the red pill is. I, I And I'm going to say something that's controversial, but I'll just say it. I don't think anybody really genuinely, uh, how can I say it? It's not that you don't accept it. You don't want to accept it. You accept it, but I think for a lot of people who start off this way, they don't want to. So that's how you kind of go back into the purple pill phase. I mean, there's harsh realities in this shit, man. There's harsh realities that I technically still can't. I can deal with it, but if I think about it too much, then it's like it's, it's a really fucked up thing because you've been told your entire life that if you do things good, good things will happen. And then it's the same with women. But the reality of it is if you're doing everything that's good to a woman, then it's usually bad, Right? That's why a lot of guys who are, in fact, blue pill, they're cool with that. They're comfortable in their position because they don't know the harsh realities. And some guys choose to not want to know the harsh realities. You know what I mean? Because they probably wouldn't be able to accept it. Now they're living their lives happily. Why? Because they've used what they know to better themselves. That last stage is called indifference. Now, this is the final stage. Some men will get here, some men won't. 
Some men will just be able to accept it. They won't like it, but they'll accept the situation right now in the current dating market. But some men will accept it so much that they won't care, right? They're indifferent. It's whatever. They've accepted things for what it is and they don't feel any type of way. That's the final stage. If you can get to those last two stages, acceptance or indifference, then you'll be in a good place. Remember the days before you understood the red pill, you had questions, that's all you had when dealing with women and your love life, dating, whatever it was. All you had was questions. Why did she do that? Why did she do this? I wonder what she's doing right now. No more questions for me. I get, I get this shit. I understand it. I'm at peace. If you're too confusing for me, if you're moving in a way that I don't understand, it's time for me to leave, right? And that's when you know, for guys out there, if if you can do that, or if you can come across a woman who's interested in you, and you just don't, you don't see anything going forward with it, you can accept it and move on. You won't, you won't think, you won't, you won't be overthinking. There's no need to overthink, right? And I think that's the point. Where as a man, you essentially are on your own. I mean, we are essentially on our own as it is, but the the uh, how can I say this? It's not an awakening. It is an awakening, but I don't want to say it like that. It's like a transformation. You know what I mean? You start off sort of being naive to everything around you. Then you have to learn things the hard way. You need hands-on experience on things not to do. You learn from those mistakes. You move forward. A lot of times, and this is my problem, with certain women, I see other women in them. So it's like, for example, like I had an ex who was very materialistic. So when I hear a woman talk a lot about like material things, it instantly turns me off. Or there was another woman who I was dealing with a while back who she had a thing about being called sexy, but then she was getting fucked by tons of guys. So you can figure that out. So like certain traits out of past women, if I see it in in present women that I don't know, then I have no choice but to distance myself. You know what I mean? These are the harsh realities, man. A woman shouldn't even mess up my peace. Men who truly have accepted the red pill then decide, what do I want to do with my life? If you want to live the rotation life, go ahead, be my guest, man. Do the AMS thing. If you feel like you want to live that purple pill life, hey, I'm there right now. It is what it is. If you want to get married, you're tripping. You know, hey, when I say get married, I mean with legal documents and everything. I mean, you can go ahead and get, don't sign those papers. I'm always going to stand on that 100%. But that bitter stuff, that's not for me. Okay. And that's not for men out here who are trying to build. You need to find peace. You need to find acceptance. And that will only be done by improving and seeing the positive results of the red pill. All right, guys, my name is Tisha Zed. I'm out. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Awesome. Awesome.
It's nine o'clock. I'm going to spend eh, 15 minutes talking about what we just listened to. <clears throat> you know, it, it's funny looking back in a way at, at the person that I was then, not to say that I changed much now. I just learned a lot more about myself and the people around me. And like I've always talked about being a lone wolf. I'm I'm essentially the lone wolf. I've been I've been living that lifestyle for like close to a year now. And by that term I mean I'll I'll go to social gatherings once in a while, but like and it's not the fact that I'm not a social person, especially if the situation is to my liking that I can be very social. It's just the red pill does something to you. And I never really figured out what it was. It kind of just strips away all of the bullshit. So if I'm going to be just sitting or standing in front of somebody talking, it has to be about something important. You know what I'm saying? So like with me, I look back at like my blue pill phase. And to be honest, it wasn't that bad because I didn't know anything that was going on. Uh, ignorance is bliss in that sense. You don't know what the hell is going on. You don't know what's happening. You go from relationship to a relationship. A lot of us don't learn anything from our experiences. We kind of just go on almost how women do. They don't learn shit from their previous relationships. They'll just get into another relationship that has the same problems or she'll bring the same baggage. Trust me, we do the same thing as men. We don't. We don't talk about it, but we do the same thing. You know, we'll get out of a relationship with a woman who cheats on us, get into another relationship with a woman who actually treats us right. But because we were treated like shit, then we got to treat the person. It, 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 It gets like that. And for me, like I said, I don't I miss with relationships. I miss that stage in my life where I was just in a in a way ignorant. And I just went along with things as they went, you know, oh, well, holding hands, going to the park, fucking dumb shit like that. Like, I miss that aspect because I didn't know what I knew now, but I'm better off today knowing what I know that if I were to be in those relationships again, I would have a different way of looking at things. So the reason why I don't choose, I don't, I don't actively seek women because I kind of know with a lot of the energy and the behavioral patterns, it's essentially the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not to put women down because like we had to come to this realization ourselves from those women. So it's not even about disrespecting women because if it wasn't for the past relationships that we were in with women, we wouldn't be where we're at today with this red pill awareness. So I want to clarify that for sure. Um, You know, it's just it's just the reality of knowing what's going on around you. And a lot of things that like I realize that self-development is like a hidden it's like this hidden untalked about thing that is the red pill. I think the nature of women is great. But if you focus too much on the nature of women, you will get back into the red pill rage. If you focus on self-development and getting yourself better than where you were at before, everything else sort of comes together. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. I've been grinding and and doing this shit for over five years, uh, which is working. And it's funny because I do want to end this, this 
this part because this episode is going to continue. I do want to end this with talking about. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go inside right now. And anyway, I'm burning up in this car. I'm burning the fuck up in this car. Let me make sure this Bluetooth is off. Cool. Take that out. All right. All right. Oh boy. So, all right, let me make sure I'm getting in this. We go in this building first. There's a lot of nosy ass people out here. Oh, man. I still got to finish this grass tomorrow. All right, so I checked out a live stream from Austria D. And um, I think it was a live. He did he did the live stream today because I was able to check it out to thirty first. And I noticed something that's like kind of strange, but not really. If you think about it, I noticed that the people. A lot of people who like like the red pill, <clears throat> like the people who uh, create content, right? These are like essentially white collar guys, like they're guys who kind of have office jobs and like Austria D. He does uh, counseling or something of that nature. And I said to myself, "Well, damn, that's weird." There's not really a lot of guys who are essentially like blue collar guys who really do hands-on shit. Not saying that it's better or worse than a white collar. I just noticed that, you know, and and, and it makes sense because as a man, blue collar is like, blue collar is hands-on to a point where a woman's not really willing to accept that because like, you know, blue collar work, dirty work, shit like that. You don't see a lot of a lot of content creators talk about the red pill being, you know, blue collar, hands on type of guy, at least from where I've seen a lot of guys who do um, a lot of guys who do content on YouTube. They're kind of just trying to come up, understandably. But you, you notice that a lot of these guys, they don't they don't they don't have real physical labor. You know, it was just something weird that I thought about. I was listening to this dude, uh, Austria D. And, you know, there's not like straightforward. There's not really a lot of nine to fivers. You know what I'm saying? In this, in this uh, community, if you will. And it's like, I'm, I'm like one of the, the sore thumbs that, you know, go to work every fucking day and do what I need to do for a living and get a time to say what's on my mind. Because it's, it's so funny because like, and it, like I said, it makes sense because if there was a lot of guys who were hands on or a lot of guys who were blue collar talking about the problems in relationships, then a woman will probably say, well, look what you do for a living. You're barely doing this and that, whatever, whatever. And it makes sense. But at the same time, these bitches don't really do shit either. And I feel a lot of guys, they put on this character, they put on this front that they're just balling, making a lot of money. And it's like, nah, we need. We need realistic people. We need people who struggle. 
day to day like everybody else. Uh, we need more relatable people. And it's like, you know, I'm cool with like like a lot of content creators. I, I, I like their content. You know what I mean? It's just when I hear a content creator go, well, I couldn't work a nine to five. I could never do that. Eight hours of work, eight hours a day of work under somebody else. That's slavery. And it's like, all right, I get it. But you got to realize something that the, the people who listen to you, the people who support you are the ones who work nine to fives, dude. You know, not everybody, not, not everybody is college educated. Not everybody has a career. So it's like you kind of it's like with me, I try to be more mindful because I don't give a fuck if a nigga's working at McDonald's. I don't give a fuck if a nigga's working at Wendy's. I don't give a fuck if a nigga's cleaning dishes. If, if he's satisfied with that, then that's his prerogative. Who the fuck am I? And I've been a dishwasher. I've worked at McDonald's. I've worked at fast food restaurants. You know what I mean? I, I've started essentially from nothing, so from the bottom. You know what I mean? Even as, you know, being a custodian. You know what I mean? I just got uh, my, my, my contract renewed today. You know what I mean? Just to continue doing what I'm doing. And see, it's funny because I would have these conversations with people and they go, your your job has contracts. I'm like, yeah. We we got contracts even even as a custodian, as, even as a groundskeeping. Yeah, we have contracts. You know what I mean? It's just people on the outside or people who just say, well, that's just a janitor. You know, they see the money that a nigga makes, and it, all of a sudden it changes for them. You know, motherfuckers be busting their ass in warehouses and not even getting as much money as I'm getting right now respectfully and i'm not saying that to show off or at all I'm, I'm, I'm actually saying the opposite i i work dude like <laughs> i work for a living you know i don't i don't just sit back all day every day and get a chance to do three hours four hours like i hear niggas bro like it's funny as hell because like i listen to youtube every now and then like today i can i caught um the live stream of austria d and this shit was three hours long. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do nothing too long. It's like, nigga, you're doing three hours, man. But shout out to Austria D, man. Um, you know, we're just going to end this off. We're not We're not ending this. We're going to pause this video. I got literally one hour to go since I clocked in at 2.10. It is now 9.10. So I may try to charge this phone or just wait till I leave to charge the phone. But we'll be right back, man, because uh, what do we still have here? What do we have to talk about still? We have Rolo Tomasi, um, who's talking about unplugging from sort of the blue pill matrix and um, red pill rage. I Rolo Tomasi is a very polarizing person. I'll just leave it at that. I respect a lot of what he does. The Rational Mail is um, a good book that I still suggest people to check out. But, you know. You know, he's, he's, he flies off the handle sometimes, but that's that's almost expected. We're going to get into the Rolo Tomasi um, unplugging, and then we're going to go to growing up without a father afterwards. But until then, I'm going to pause for the calls. Be right back. All right, so we bike. My plan was to start directly when I got into the car, but I knew that I had another video that I wanted to get into. So I rather have did what I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me open one of these. 
We're going to have some green tea tonight. We're going to have some green tea tonight. We're going to need this. All right. One second. Pause for the cause. All right. <clears throat> so I went to the store, grabbed something to drink. Before, you know, eventually getting back to the house, back at the crib or back around. I'm looking at my house now, but I'm like a street ahead because everybody doesn't know how to fucking park. So here I am with you guys once again. It is, like I said, 1033 as we speak. We're going to continue the episode. I hope this doesn't. I hope this isn't too weird, but like, you know, I'm pretty much been doing this for the past couple weeks now where I've been trying to create time. If, if like I, I'll find a five minute clip, like the Chisha Zed was such a was such a good seven minute clip. I really hope to find especially more from him because I've been uh, checking his shit out a lot as well as numerous other content creators within whatever you call the manosphere, the red pill, uh, male space, whatever you consider it. But here I am, once again, we're going to get into the Rolo Tomasi unplugging and dealing with red pill rage. Uh, Keep in mind, I picked this clip out mostly because it's an old clip. For a lot of guys who know about Rolo Tomasi and Anthony Dream Johnson, (gasps) excuse me, they uh, have their differences, but starting off, this was a good union, uh, a good union, I would say, a union and a unit of men, which included uh, Donovan Sharp, who now is at odds with Anthony the Dream Johnson. Um, you know, Donovan Sharp's another one of those guys, like I mentioned him a lot, he mentions a lot of good points. Once he started talking about things like uh, Sigma Mels don't exist. It's created. That's when he kind of lost me with that, but it is what it is. But I want to give people that disclaimer that, yeah, these guys are no longer cool with each other anymore, but that's not really the point of me playing this. The point is uh, the message, Rolo Tomasi, very much on point with his message. Uh, Anthony the Dream Johnson, eh, you know, matter of opinion, but let's get into it. All right. So once again, the clip is called Rolo Tomasi on unplugging and red pill rage. Let's get it. So the question is about uh, red pill rage when uh, say a blue pill person hears about the red pill for the first time and gets really angry or flustered somehow. I think that's probably the single most common criticism of the red pill right now is they and the critics, particularly purple pill critics, they like to they like to present the fact that or that red pill guys are angry. They they just they they learn about red pill awareness and they turn that to rage and they think that the anger is rooted in the feminine. They think that it's rooted in an anger or uh, a hatred of women. And I'm constantly having to defend against that because anger is part of the process of unplugging. And if you go on to the, uh, the, the, the red pill Reddit, uh, everybody says, oh, those guys are just, they're just anger filled, bitter guys. And, and they use that as sort of their marketing tool to say, we're not like that. Come over here to, you know, my life coaching, you know, 
<clears throat> the Reddit, um, the Red Pill subreddit was garbage, by the way. Let me just throw that out there. It isn't as cracked up as people say it is. Like, yeah, you're going to find guys who went through some things, who have something that is worth taking heed to. But, yeah, there is a lot of guys who just speak out of anger. And you got to separate the two. And you got to accept that that person's going through that particular stage, the stage of rage. Okay. That being said, I don't know. For like a, a quote unquote blue pill guy to hear about the red pill and get upset, that's not red pill rage. That's just a blue pillar triggered by the harsh realities of the red pill. Or that's the blue pill confused by the red pill awareness that is being mentioned on this podcast, on numerous podcasts, and, and on numerous content creators all around the world with this same message. All right. Business. Uh, I will tell you right now, yes, you will get angry. That's just part of it. I have a, a post called the, uh, the five stages of unplugging. It's actually six stages, but five stages of unplugging. And they all mirror the five stages of grief because you've got uh, denial. You've got um, anger. You've got acceptance. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to run through all of them, but it basically follows the, uh, the cycle of grief. And now, what's interesting is we just heard Chissa Zed with the five stages of the red pill. I think, I think, uh, what was it? You, I guess it's like introspect, inner, 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 I guess introspection can be, can play a part where you think back, you begin thinking about your previous relationships, then the anger comes, then there's acceptance, then there's indifference. I think that's how it was. I think I think I could be I could be incorrect. If I am, remind me. You can go back and listen to it in the beginning of the video or of this recording. So this kind of parallels a little bit on what Chissa Zed said. So let's continue. The reason it does that is because you are killing your old self. You have just you're you're mourning the death of your blue pill self when when you get angry and when you are going through those phases, we say there, you know, he's caught in the anger phase or he's in the acceptance phase. Now, um, sometimes there's a sixth phase, which is sort of like the remorse phase. Um, but I think that if you're going to unplug healthily, there's going to be an anger part of it. And how, first of all, you got you got to remember, where does that anger come from? That anger comes from not from hatred of women. It's not from bitches did this to me and I'm, I'm bitter and I can't get a girlfriend. So, uh, I'm going to rage on on Twitter. I'm going to go on my you know keyboard and pound the keyboard for a little bit. Um, I think that that might be that might be the response of some people, but it's certainly not the most common response. And well, the enemies of the red pillar is cherry picking. Well, yeah, they are because it it serves their end. It serves their purpose to to do so to drive people away from becoming red pillar. Because like I was saying just a minute ago, you have to stare across the abyss and you have to find some way to rebuild yourself and recreate yourself in a red pill paradigm cut away from that blue pill idealism that you just had. And see, that's why I fuck with Rolo Tomasi. The rational male can be seen as <clears throat> understanding of the nature of women, but it's also becoming a better you. It's you becoming a better you because you want to do so. Not because women are going to pay attention. And that's the point 
and when Rolo Tomasi, he gets more on my sort of representation of self-development. But like, there's so many different ways. Like I can be about self-development and another guy can be about self-development, right? My self-development can start from within and the things that I need to do to better myself. And another person's self-development can be bettering himself around other people. There is no necessarily, there's no necessary um, rule book into it. It's what you as a person, if you're talkative or if you like being around a lot of people, then it's going to be harder for you to disconnect because there's going to be so many distractions and so many things. And it's not like bad distractions or things that will cause problems. It's just something that will keep you from your focus on what you have to do. And like with a lot of dudes like myself, I'll say as much as a modern, modern women and relationships with modern women is the biggest distraction that a man can have. Because, hey, I'm realistic. There's guys that want to get married. There's guys that want to find women who are worthy of, you know, the time and consideration and dedication that a man will put in for a woman. I I feel different. I'm indifferent. I don't disagree with it. I'm just indifferent about it. Meaning I've been by myself and I've been sort of starting things from the ground up for like five or six years by myself. And I've made good enough progress by myself to understand that whether a relationship happens or doesn't happen, I still have a life to live. I still have a purpose. I still have a job or I still have something that needs to be done. And now that job doesn't necessarily involve my actual occupation. My job, um, for my point of view, is the message that I spread here. It's just I have to have a job. I have to do things that I don't want to do like every other adult human being to get a chance to do what I want to do. Kind of it's something that men sort of realize and men understand before anything that there's going to be shit that you don't like doing that you're going to have to do. To get to a point to where if you feel like doing something, you can just do it. Like one of my statements was taken off last Friday, right? I've been at the I've been at this job for eight months, haven't taken a day off just to prove a point, just to make a message. So when I finally ask for a day off, they can't say anything. They say, oh well this guy shows up every day. Attendance. Attendance is never a problem with this guy. Right? But at the same time, I'm doing all that just so when I get a chance to want to kick back and there's like a lightning storm going on and it, and it was it was dope as shit. I was distracted. But um, when I want a chance to settle down or when I want a chance to kick back and relax, I can do so. Because I put in the work. You see what I mean? I put in the work to be able to request a day off. I could have requested four days off. But why do that? I think the next time I'll I'll actually request off will be like in the next month or two because summertime is just around the corner and working at, at a school during the summertime is just ridiculous. <coughs> but anyway, like that's like you depending on who you are and like 
the type of relationships you've been in and then the type of women you've been in, I personally believe that the red pill varies for different people. But you see a lot of costume alphas, right? You see a lot of guys who promote themselves as a alpha. And I'm not taking shots at alpha male strategies because I fuck with alpha male strategies. I mean, these other niggas that ain't what they say they are, right? They'll take red pill knowledge and turn it into a rule or, or like a, a, a way to get pussy. And it, you can look at it like that because now you know the nature of women. It's just most people that come along and, and come come past or, or listen to things like this, they're usually not interested in relationships. They've been in relationships. They've been very much so invested and interested in one. They, you know, they crashed and burned too many times. And it's always been talked about. And we have a video. I might as well give a preview now before I continue with this video. We have a we have a video to talk about in the near future, probably tomorrow morning. It's 40-something minutes long, but we're going to get into it. It's by Tribe of Men. And it's this guy. He's responding to this guy who, I mean, you can consider him TFL. You know, true force loneliness type dude. And like I said, I always have a soft spot for those guys. Because I think a lot of us in one way or another, we felt that even if it was a short, even if it was a short stage of our lives, we felt that insecurity of, you know, either wanting to impress somebody or wanting to be accepted or just wanting care and consideration. My soft spot. Uh, my soft spot to TFL guys is the fact that they're they're willing to do anything just to interact with women, just to be in relationship with women, just to have the woman's care and consideration. While simps, they're just trying to do this shit. You know, most most guys who simp, they don't even realize it. And I just realized it like a couple minutes ago. Like, actually, no, a couple minutes before I started recording again. I thought back to like the women that I was interested in. And there was a lot of times that I sent for bitches and didn't even, I didn't even get a chance to really evaluate this shit until like that particular time. And I'm like, wow, like niggas can simp for absolutely nothing. Niggas can simp just, just for the day to go by. If you think about it. But yeah, we're going to talk about um, male loneliness and why it is like never talked about. It's like male suicides is like such a high thing that people don't talk about that shit either. But it, like, it's it's always it's always interesting when you see what's in the spotlight. You see women complaining about the dating culture and how she can't find the man, even though she's been she's been fucked and tossed around by them for the past five years. But it's the guys who are like TFL dudes, guys who are incels, guys who've never had genuine connection and interaction with women. That always bugs me. You know what I mean? A lot of times I'll talk shit about these guys. You feel sorry about them until you hear a lot of these people, respectfully. Then after a while you go, well, you know what? Fuck it. Because like my shit was aimed towards... When I started the YouTube shit, when I had Renegade Red Pill, the channel Renegade Red Pill, I had my shit was aimed towards the nice guys 
and more of the guys who are in that zone or is in that sphere of TFL. Getting them niggas, toughening, toughening them niggas up with tough love, respectfully, no homo, pause, with tough love. And I realized something that 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 kind of that's kind of disturbing to me, right? So today, I um, I go into work like I said. I, I clocked in early at like two o five, so I left like ten o five, right? And um, I clocked in early to cut the grass. Mind you, it was like ninety six degrees out. But my strategy was if I do everything in the beginning of the week and it's already like Tuesday, so tomorrow's Wednesday. So if I finish everything around the building grass wise, I'll be set for the rest of the week. I won't have to worry about doing much. So that's kind of my strategy. So I'm out there sweating fucking bullets, cutting this grass. Wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was just the heat was crazy. It wasn't the heat more. It was the humidity. Like I was sweating profusely, but I'm, I'm cutting grass, whatever. I put the lawnmower away. I lock up this, I lock up this, this huge metal ass gate. That's fucking annoying to close and open. And, you know, I go inside because, you know, the kids were just being let out. People that don't know, I work for a school system. So, kids let out. My coworker comes in. When she comes in, she usually comes in earlier or later. But either way, she's there. Hallway is filled with kids that are just like, they're sitting on the floor. Like these, like a lot of teachers just don't give a shit. They really don't have that much consideration. And I don't blame them because to be honest, I don't have, I've learned to be twofold with things. So if like I'm at a workplace, 85% women. So out of those 85% women, if 65% of them are bitchy, then I'm not, I'm not putting on no front. In most cases, you, you have to, as a guy, you're, you're essentially putting on a front when you go to work. Because the shit you're going to talk about with your friends, the shit you're going to talk about with your homeboy on the block, you're not even going to mention 2% of that shit around these women. You see what I mean? So, like, you're already, and, like, a lot of men at the workplace, they're already on guard. Because they're not trying to get reported. They don't want to deal with no sexual harassment claims. They don't want to deal with human resources. So that's even more of a reason why a lot of men have just been you know, stepping away from interacting and dealing with a lot of women today. Let's get back to the video. So f- from that respect, uh, you're, you're mourning the loss of your, your old blue pill life and you don't know what to do with yourself. But more so, that r- anger is really rooted in anger at oneself because for so long you have been in this sort of blue pill days and this blue pill delusion. And what happens is you, there is anger, but the anger is not at women. The anger is at oneself. It's like, damn, why didn't I see this? Damn, this is so obvious. Uh, you know, thank you, Rolla. Thank you for saving my life. I was going about, about to kill myself, but now I'm just angry that I didn't see all this stuff happening before. So I even got to that point. Imagine you are. That's red pill rage. What he's talking about, that is red pill rage. Women hear red pill rage and they think, well, they're misogynist. We knew it. We knew it. And it's like, 
it's the complete opposite. It's the man. It's almost like a self-depredation. Hope I'm saying that correctly. Self-depredation stage where the man realizes that he fucked up by the decisions he made with the women he chose to be with, the women he chose to be with, excuse me. So that rage is really internal. It's not external. Women think that this shit is external and there's just a group of Elliot Rogers out there ready to shoot schools up. That's not the case. And I'm not making a joke out of the school shootings or anything like that because those are serious situations that involve real human beings. What I'm saying is the ex or the perception of whatever is considered to women to be red pill rage, it's not men uh, bashing women. It's not, well, that happens. Don't get me wrong. That shit does happen. But very rarely does it happen just up front in public, right? It's really internal. Like the guy realizes that he made the mistakes he've made and he has to deal with it. Hence, red pill rage. So despondent that you're in your blue pill beliefs and you're breaking up with your girlfriend and you're ready to put the noose around your neck. And then suddenly somebody says, here's here's the red pill and here's how to be red pill aware. And uh, these are the this is why your wife or your girlfriend is leaving you and what 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 you did and what she did, how she responded. And you go through all that and you realize that the game has been played on you to the point that you've got a noose around your neck. That's pretty fucking significant and so um i think that that anger is really anger that of not seeing it before it actually happened so how do you fight against that you you make guys aware of that you say you know you're you're going to be angry but there's there's hope after that. i have a, a post called uh, new hope and i think that guys really get stuck in the idea that there's no hope and it's, it's completely nihilistic and and uh you know, we're never going to be able to to have all those great things that they told us we were going to have when I was in my blue pill, uh, my blue pill phase. Now that I'm red pill, it's all on me. I got no excuse. I know all, I know what I need to know now. Um, I have to rebuild my life. Uh, maybe you're rebuilding that, you know, literally with a, a new woman or you're you're you know, being kicked out of your house, you got to basically restart your life. And that might really suck, especially if you became awakened when you're like 40 or 50 years old and you go, I got to go and uh, re- restart my, my life again. And I'm 50 years old. It took me this long to get to this point where I thought things were going to be working out. And you realize that you have such a life investment up to that point where you woke up. Yeah, you're going to be angry and you're going to be angry at yourself because you didn't figure well, it out. This is like the matrix analogy. You don't wake a person up after a certain age yeah. or it becomes increasingly risky to do so. Right. Right. That's why Neo bends over on the floor and hacks up his guts right there, because it's just such an overwhelming, you know, oh, my God, I can't go back to that. But given all that, I think a basic way of what you're saying is that anger is pretty normal. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a normal phase. And I think that that also needs to be something that uh, whenever a red pill critic says those guys are just, you know, angry all the time. It's like, no, they're not angry all the time. They're angry as part of a phase before they can move into something that's a little bit more productive for themselves. All right. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi. Um, you know, The Matrix is such a good movie, but for all of the wrong reasons, if you think about it. <coughs> so Neo, who, by the way, Neo can also be interpreted as the one, right? He's the one. He's the one or Neo. The words being mixed around Neo and its and its representation and its meaning behind the uh, behind that terminology of Neo anything right. Then you got a guy who 
was pretty much lost in a world. And we don't, and see the, the crazy thing about the matrix is we don't even know that the world that Neo's in is considered the real world, or is it another universe within the matrix? You see what I mean? Like, so the idea, right? Unplugging is, is kind of as backwards because when Neo realized that he could be the one and he took the opportunity in order to find out what the matrix was, he had to be plugged in. See, that's the deep part about the matrix. A lot of people don't pay attention to that point. He had to be plugged in to realize the corruption around him. But somehow, some way he was considered the one, right? So he learned all these techniques. He sat down and fucking looked at, you know, like, I forgot how the movie went, but he learned the simulation of martial arts in, in a matter of minutes, right? Came in and damn near beat the shit out of Morpheus. And that's when Morpheus realized that that he's the one. He's Neo. He's the one. See what I mean? And Trinity, which I, I would I would easily break the movie down because there's a lot of biblical references. There's Trinity. They're on Zion. The ship is called Zion. There's there's so many different fucking ways to break it down. But he had to be plugged in in order to realize the corruption around him. So if you're somebody who's off the grid in a sense of, oh, you're not on social media, you don't participate in this and that, then there would be no point for you to unplug. You are essentially unplugged. By unplugging in the, in the sense of like the red pill analogy, right? So imagine... Imagine you're doing anything, you're doing anything that you wanted to do in life every day and you get paid for it. But even at that point, because you get paid for it and because there's a responsibility in it, you lose passion in it, right? Or like you don't look at it as a passion anymore. You look at it as just a job. And like marry that on to relationships and what a man is expected to be in a relationship and uh, whatever a man's expected to be as a husband, even though marriage is something I do not promote, or it's not necessarily something I'm against either when it comes to people and their decisions. So I don't typically give a fuck, but I'm using it as an example. So you're doing whatever you love to do and you're getting paid for it, right? You're getting paid a lot of money for it. And you kind of create your own hours, any dream aspect that you have to it. Like if I had the opportunity to like find people who, who just listen and who go, we like this guy, we don't want him to change anything and we'll pay him this much. If I could do that and I get paid to like whatever episode or however, however the payment is, if I got paid to do it, I would like it. I would love it, but after a while, I would hate it because it doesn't matter how much money I would get paid. If I'm being held responsible to do it, it's more of a burden rather than whether people expect me to do it or want me to do it or not. I just do it. You know what I mean? Out of just my own, you know, whatever, whatever busy fucking work day I have or non-busy work day I have, you know, I always try to put an episode out there just because it's something I like to do. And, you know, 
I went through, I've been through a good amount of things that I think people can benefit from. I haven't really gotten too much in detail with a lot of the shit that I went through. A lot of the shit that I went through to become, you know, who I am now, more or less, you know, red pill where, um, you know, all that shit. We're going to get into another video because it's 11 o'clock. And why not? 26 miles until E. I'm going to probably turn this off in a couple minutes. I got this. Uh, what the fuck is this in my car, man? I don't know what the fuck this is. A moth or something in my fucking car, man. Anyway. Um, growing up without a father. Okay. This is from a tribe of men. We're going to get into it. And I'm going to discuss some things. Welcome back, tribe. Hi, friends. Let's jump in another one. No, but the kids who lack fathers, I mean... First of all, they can find that to some degree in their friends. And that's often what fatherless boys do in particular. They, they, they go into gangs and they generate the missing men masculinity in the gang. Well, that's not so good because like, what the hell do they know? They, well, they don't know anything, right? They're just stupid kids and they're like 15 years old and their testosterone is pumping and they're trying to get the hell away from their mother, which is what they're supposed to do. And, and they're not in the right position to exercise any authority over themselves. So that's, that's not good. They can find it in education. They can find it in books. They can find it in movies. They can find it in sports heroes and so forth because the image of the father is fragmented and distributed among the community. Mm -hmm. But it's very, very difficult to not have a father. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we're doing in our society, which I think is, I think it's absolutely appalling, is that we're making the case that all families are equal. Mm -hmm. It's like, sorry, no, wrong. And there's no empirical data supporting that proposition, by the way. It's much better for kids to have two parents. Okay. Now, who those parents are, that's a whole different issue. I think it's the same issue, you know. I mean, I, th I think that another danger that emerges, and this is Freud's, of course, famous observation, is that, you know, if, if there's mom and child or father and child, that relationship can get a little closer than it should. Okay. And then the lines get blurry and mixed. And I'm not saying that that happens to everyone, obviously, but, mm -hmm. but it's still a danger that, that's inherent in the situation. They're thrust together too tightly without sufficient resources. Mm -hmm. And so the responsibility has to be distributed more. And like, I really do think that it's the sign of the degeneration of the society when, that when, when single parenthood becomes anything approximating the norm. It's not a good idea. And, the, and part of the reason I believe that, and, and I think this has to do with the um, overwhelming selfishness of, 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 of modern life, is that marriage isn't for the people who are married. It's for the children, obviously. And like, if you can't handle that, grow the hell up. It's a hell of a thing not to have the confidence of your father. It's really, really hard on people. You know, if your father is someone who says to you, you can do it. I really believe that you can do it. I'll support you in what you're doing. I think that you can sort it out and then acts towards you in that way. That's a gift that really almost no one else can provide you with. Mothers obviously provide, I think they provide the same kind of gift, but earlier, you know, because the mother has to take care of the infant when the infant is just completely dependent. And so, and this is Erickson's idea too, Eric Erickson, is the mother is, is the person who establishes the relationship that allows the developing person to manifest trust, real trust. While well, you're being carried for crying out loud, you know, you can be dropped. And the mother's also the source of food. But the father seems to be something like the, and I'm being, 
I'm obviously parsing these things farther apart than they can be, need to be because the father can play a nurturing role and the mother can play an encouraging role, but we'll, we'll keep it simple for now. The father seems to be the thing that supports and encourages and says, well, yeah, you know, you're little and small and all of that, and you're subject to destruction and and, and bullying and, and social pressure and all that, but I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And there's a force in that that's unbelievable, and people who don't have that have a, have a hell of a time. It's actually one of the things that's quite fun about doing psychotherapy because you get people who have damaged father figures. It, so the father is an encouraging figure and allows the individual, at least in principle, to support the catastrophe of being voluntarily. It's, and I believe this. Like One of the things I've noticed about kids who are, let's say, neurologically intact, these are there's lots of reasons why people can develop psychological disorders, and some of them are physical. But imagine that you take a child who's physically healthy and you put them in a given environment. My, my intuition has been that a child needs to have at least one positive role model within uh, imitation distance. Now, sometimes he or she can sort of piece that together fragmentarily, also from popular media images, you know, the images of the heroes in movies and so on. But it's really helpful to have at least one person in your immediate environment who is manifesting the pattern that characterizes individual success. And so maybe it's something like if that positive role model isn't there, then the easiest default is to a victimized group identity, you know, of secondary gains. And so if we're going to be... Um, That's why I'm always saying mentors. Men are growing up without mentors nowadays because even if your father was gone working all day and he wasn't in proximity, right? Your, got, your dad's gone. He has to put food on the table. You're not being brought up playing, say, ball around the house with your dad or, you know, whatever. But you can't. A lot of guys, <coughs> I'm going to be honest, it's coming from a guy who would be considered a product of a single of a single mother household. I grew up. I grew up knowing that my mother couldn't control me. Now, ironically enough, that actually kept me out of trouble. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until <clears throat> later on in life when I was getting out of, I think, middle school and going into high school and doing martial arts. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Shit. Doing a lot of martial arts is what, what got me more uh, discipline and more of my instructors. My instructors played more as mentors than anything else in my life. And like I said, I learned a lot of discipline. <clears throat> I learned a lot of humility. And, um, and people will always look at humility as like negative. People don't know the definition. But, you know, humility was, was one of the big aspects that I learned in martial arts. And um, I used that along with, you know, skateboarding, you know, just to be more in physical shape. Already being accustomed to stretching out, already being accustomed to pretty much light Pilates or um, more of a light yoga, yoga stretches sort of scenario to really loosen the body. And like I said, I've learned... 
like all that shit growing up. And when that kind of saved me from, you know, getting locked up or worse. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still out here doing stupid shit, foolish shit. You know what I mean? Respectfully. But I might have to get back to this video because I know it's a long ass video. I'm not going to be able to really get through it the way that I want to. Plus, this car is kind of getting lower on gas. So I just fucking turned it off. Tie in that. I don't really like this phone, but I don't mind it. So, as long as my shit is still recording, as long as I can do my basic functions, then I'm then I'm essentially fine. I can't really complain much. Uh, we're just about shy of an hour and 15 minutes. There's a couple of things I want to still talk about. Like I said, the point that I was making earlier, though, and I mean earlier, earlier, before I had paused the video the first time, was, um, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, in this you know, male space, if that's what you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, this gathering of men, right? There's always, like, I've noticed, like, most dudes are essentially, like, uh, white-collar, white-collar guys. I mean, granted, they have the physical appearance to be someone who's hands-on, but that's because they work out, they stay in shape. <clears throat> you know, most guys are essentially behind a desk, like figuratively speaking, figuratively, figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking, sorry, tongue twister for a second. They're essentially behind a desk, right? Or like they'll have their own businesses. So a lot of their things, it's hands on in a sense of they're the one that's putting in the footwork. They're the ones that's doing the advertising. If they got videos, they're the ones that's doing the editing. And like I said, I respect those people. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of guys like myself who just out here doing grunt work. Out here just putting in eight hours like everybody else who just happens to have a message. I don't aim. <clears throat> I have too many humble beginnings to, to look at myself as anything better than the next motherfucker. You feel me? Especially if a motherfucker looks like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just being I'm just being honest. You see what I mean? So I don't I don't I don't place myself higher, but my uh my my bad my bad experiences have became something that I've always considered as uh, learning experiences. And regardless of how fucked up the situation is, I'm still here to talk about it. And more importantly, I learned something. I learned how to not be in those circumstances going forward. So it works both ways. If you look at this shit, like I said earlier, with more of a self-development mindset, And like I said, maybe like a couple months ago, um, self-development can break down depending on depending on who a person is and what situation they're in and what they need to do to better themselves. A lot of guys are already in shape or, um, you know, a lot of guys already have good looks, but, you know, they may want to, you know, stay away from bitches. 
you know, that's a different avenue. Like, you know, men going their own way. There's good and bad everywhere. So that's that's how I look at it. Like I said, I acknowledge MGTOW because if it wasn't for MGTOW in the beginning, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have learned or knew anything about what the red pill was. And like I said, this was back in like 2014, I think. Something like that, 2014. It was it was a weird it was a weird situation because like I said, I I was at a point in my life really where either way with whatever happens from my perspective, either way, I I just didn't really care and I didn't really want to deal with um really just having a mindset of wanting to appease people. <clears throat> I think a lot of people get, a lot of men are put into those positions to become you, you as a man, you essentially become a people pleaser by nature. And, you know, as a child, especially, <clears throat> especially growing up in a single mother household, the things you wanted to do <clears throat> are if you wanted it wasn't as hard. I think it would be harder to impress a father than it would be to impress your mom. You know what I mean? You know, mothers, for people who were raised by good mothers, you know, they know what it is to have a, a, a mother who gives a shit about you. Most of the time, it's always like that with moms and, and, and women that give a fuck about you. They tend to bother you and they tend to get away with bothering you the most because they know that you're not going to say nothing out of pocket to them. Why would you? It's your mother, right? So that same, like, this is a weird connection that I'm going to make, but think about it. Most men, you know, the woman, most, most men, and this is just from from me to a lot of guys, not just a guy who was raised by primarily a mother. Cause I, I did have a stepdad for a good period of time. Who was cool shit. I still have his last name to this day, but <clears throat> from my perspective. All right. So the person who bothers you the most, every man is, they're going to probably say their mother. And it's not because they hate their mother. It's just their mother knows. They've came out of their mother. So their mother knows what buttons to push. You know, how to completely irritate a child and irritate an adult in most cases. I've seen it happen firsthand. Rest in peace to my grandmother. But she had that same, she had that same effect when it came to my aunts and uncles. And it was like at an early age, I realized that the hierarchy was just natural in placement where it's it's hard to explain. Like as I grew up, <clears throat> I've only seen my close, close knit family members. Right. But my grandmother ruled with a fucking iron fist. So anything that comes down from her was like a big fucking deal. But at the time, I didn't I didn't get the connection. So I listened to I listened to anybody who told me to do something, but I never forget there was an argument or something that took place, and my grandmother 
says something to my aunt. <clears throat> and rather than her say anything back, she just turned around and walked away. And that's when I understood like hierarchy or whether I don't use the term hierarchy in that sense or like, you know, family, family structure. You saw who ran the household. Most men weren't really present. And this is just from my perspective. I had uncles who I fucked with. They were cool. So it wasn't like, you know, growing up in a, in a single mother household was, was terrible, but a lot of, a lot of yeah, a lot of young men are more. A lot of young men are more at risk of <clears throat> doing more illegal activity, doing more fucked up shit. Not really, and that's because like my mother was 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 smart enough to realize that I was getting closer into that shit, and then just put me in martial arts. And at first, I hated it. Then after like two three months, you know, what I mean, I wanted to go to the shit more and more. Doing that, skateboarding and shit like that, that all that shit just kept me out of trouble. So like me personally, I didn't I personally didn't have to deal with people like that. Even growing up, like I was I was already in my own fucking world growing up anyway. Niggas wasn't skateboarding like that coming up. <clears throat> this is before fucking Lil Wayne decided to, to, to come on stage with a skateboard. And this is before Lupe Fiasco's kick push. You know what I mean? We're talking even possibly around the time um, NERD started making music before uh, Pharrell, also known as uh, Skateboard P, dropped music. So I was already ostracized. I just learned how to get in where I fit in and and just enjoy what I like doing. I feel everybody, everybody has a right to their own orbit. And what I mean by orbit, it's a, it's a comfort zone slash, uh, not even a safe place. I wouldn't even call it that because I don't like that term, but it's more of a comfort zone. It's a comfort zone where you know, whatever activities you like doing, a lot of activities that I like to do just so happen to be more solo based anyway. So I, I'll still skateboard every once in a while. You know, I'll skate around the city by myself, you know, a couple times just to try to get, you know, more physically, you know, keep the physical aspect up and not be out here looking like a fucking bum. But yeah, you know, Self development it goes it goes kind of beyond just if you notice this episode I talked little very le- very 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 little about women and I did that to make a point it's easy for me to do this shit to jump on here and talk about self development and talk about things that you need to do as a man becoming more red pill aware without even mentioning women in any in the slightest regards except now of course you know what I mean but like I said. A lot of these bitches telling themselves, so it's like it's not even that I'm pointing them out. It's that they point themselves out and they put themselves out there on social media. They put themselves out there on TikTok. They put themselves out there on YouTube. So I have to react to those, and we're gonna react to more videos in another time. We're, we're about close to a, a hour and twenty five minutes wrapping up this particular portion. 
I'll try to have this shared by midnight, but I don't know how that's going to work. I may just go in the house and fucking crash. It's been a pretty relaxed day, but it's only been relaxed because I had to do all of the dirty work <laughs> in the beginning of the day. So when I when I was able <clears throat> when I was able to finish up the grass that I needed to cut in like less than an hour, I was I was smooth sailing. So at that point I already knew, like, all right. I got to just do my routine that I do every day. And that's what I want to end this with. Like, you know, I think, and I mentioned this before, but I, I ended it off on a real retarded note. I think there should be more men who's out here just doing everyday shit talking about this. I don't think, it's not that it's not, I feel it's non-relatable when you have a person who, does, you know, top of the line work and he always feels the need to look down on people less than him. There's a respect factor. And I think, I think it works both ways. It works both ways in a sense of if I make more and there's a person who makes less, I'm still going to relate to that person because there was a time where I was making less than him. You see what I mean? I think certain people get to this point, you know, especially with these type of conversations and a lot of ego gets put into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, a lot of different things, a lot of spicy things get brought up to the equation. You know, guys talking about they fucking multiple bitches. Niggas is showing receipts. Niggas ain't showing receipts. The speculation about that is out of control. These content creators going back and forth, even though they had the same message or at one point did work with one another, that shit needs to stop. Or even better, better yet, the participation of people having to pick sides. Like even if I was, and I mentioned, I mentioned 21 Studios a lot. Now, granted, there were different people there. And there's different circumstances now that kind of changes that. You feel me? Now, now the same people that were like, let's say you've been incarcerated. We'll just use this example. Let's say you got locked up 2018. And you was listening to 21 Studios, Red Man Group for the guys who know, you know, you were listening to all these people. All of these people were sort of intertwined to one. And in in my opinion, I'll go as far as saying 21 Studios were very credible when it came to a lot of of the topics and the situations and, and the things they spoke on. And a lot of people, different people from different walks of life, different races, were able to come together as men and have constructive conversation. Anybody who says otherwise is a fucking idiot, respectfully. I get tired of these guys that say, well, that's not real red pill and real is this, that, whatever, whatever people's interpretation of this shit. I don't play too much of a role in it. Like I said, I do this podcast just on the strength that there's a lot of things that I want to address and a lot of things that I want to talk about. And regardless of what status you are as a man, I think you have the right to speak on what you need to speak on. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you speak in some logic and any bitch that want to come on here and complain and be problematic as usual, 
you should be able to uh, verbally stiff arm these bitches and get back to the paper, get back to the grind, get back to the purpose that you have. And it may not be a podcast. It may be sports. It may be comedy. It may be art. It's the same dedication and it's the same passion to get to where you're at. It's the same amount of falls that you're going to take and it's going to equate to the same amount of come ups that you make because of those falls. That's one of the that's one of the biggest things about failure that I think more men need to know about, especially young men. A lot of failures that that you will encounter in life, if if you only think about the negative from it, you're not going to learn anything from it and you're probably going to make the same mistake. If you're more pragmatic and you say to yourself, what did I do for this situation to happen? You're going to be more self-aware for future situations to come and the possibility that, okay, this situation's happening again, but oh yeah, I dealt with this scenario before and this is what I did that was incorrect. I'm not going to do that going forward. It's the same, it's the same theory when it comes to like red pill awareness, right? Cause you'll have guys, you'll have niggas, like, let's just be frank. You'll have niggas. And I say niggas universally. You'll have people, i.e. niggas, that will, they'll take this information. And like I said, it's like a purple pill way of looking at it. They'll take the information. They'll say, yeah, there's a lot of good points being made, but that can be considered toxic. Oh yeah. If this is considered toxic, if you can blatantly as a man say that what I'm saying is toxic and you see filth on TikTok every day and you don't have that same energy, then you're then you're less of a man, respectfully, in my opinion. Matter of fact, guys like guys like that are the reasons why these bitches get away with doing the shit they do, because they get male validation from those type of men. And those type of men are not even attractive to those bitches. But they don't know that because they're not they're not red pill aware. And it's not about this boys club type shit. Any bitch can look up or any bitch can come to this podcast respectfully. When I say bitch, I mean that universally. But any, anyway, any woman in her right mind can come across this podcast. And she may not like the delivery, but she understands the meaning of the shit. She may not even agree with it, but she understands it. See, that's, see, that's where I aim for. I don't give a shit. Like, respect is everything. For me right now, anybody who I come across, respect goes a long way for me. All that care and all that shit that comes after it. But I want to see the respect. That's what I aim for. It's not about this search for love and this search for happily ever after and this search for um, everlasting love. No, my search is for respect. There's too many people take advantage of anybody on, on, on just, you know, whether it's manipulation, using somebody, whatever, people just don't have the respect. And that goes across both genders, two genders of male and female Two, That is right. One, two, you can count. So can I, let's continue. That's a, it's, it's, it's a respect thing. Relationships, in my in my opinion, going forward, will solely be based on respect. Anything that a woman will equate love to be, that's her equation. 
And I say this to say that men and women love differently. Men and women love for, for, for different reasons on top of that. Men and women love differently and also men and women love for different reasons. So the term love uh, on an intergender or just a intersexual basis is almost transactional to begin with. From a woman's point of view, if you ask a woman what love ultimately ultimately means, there will be a good percentage of women who will just say marriage. Good percentage. So that would mean they would have to find a husband. But here's their problem. They're too, they're too caught up in the bad boys and thinking that they can lock those niggas down. And those niggas just pump and dump and got a bitch that looked just like her around the corner. Similar name and everything. Because cause they're pair bonding. And, and, and this is my theory. Their sexual activity prevents them from finding a husband. It could be other things, but their sexual activity on top of it doesn't help the situation. So whatever pair bonding that they believe that they have, they don't have it. So if a good guy who they who they would consider a good guy, and I mean good guy as in not a nice guy, but a good guy as in a guy who she's attracted to. She gets the vibes from those good guys. Those guys could be the most outstanding men to her. But she won't process that the way that she should process it. Her sexual activities prevented her from truly seeing what is in front of her. It's almost as if God plays a a joke on them. Because it's like, all right, you want to go out here, sleep around, go ahead. Free will, go ahead. Your body, your choice? Cool, all right. Long term, those women are damaged. Don't feel sorry for her. Don't look at the guy as the villain because she's the one that allowed the sex to take place because if there was the extreme of rape, it would be a different situation. So I'm not trying to hear that fucking argument. Man ain't out here just snatching pussy like that. A guy today will be more likely to pay for pussy than anything. Guy ain't out here snatching pussy. It's just not it's not going down. There are cases where that happens. Don't get it wrong. But don't get it, don't get the game fucked up. But that shit ain't happening like to the alarming level like of like something like male suicides, for example. It's not on an alarming level of that. We'll just leave it at that, right? But yeah, man. Cooling, kicking back. Eleven. 32 p.m. Less than 30 minutes away from midnight, which will be Wednesday. And that will technically be the middle of the week, which I'm and I'm I'm very like confused about this week, so I don't know how to feel about it. Even though today is supposed to be my Monday, it definitely felt like a Tuesday. A quick one and done type of day. Hopefully tomorrow will be the same. But y'all don't want to hear about that. Final thought. There should be men like me. And what do I mean by that? It's not an ego thing. It's actually the opposite. There should just be men working, doing nine to fives like me. With their experiences and the things they've been through. 
and maybe the ways that they've become uh, more red pill where this isn't, I don't feel, and it's like, I think, I think it's because of Kevin Samuel's um, point within what is considered a high valued man that throws a lot of people out of that loop. Cause it's all, well, and, and it makes sense. Like if you, if you're just going out there and saying, you know, you got to be this, you got to be that high value, this high value that, and you're doing this and it's almost asinine in a sense, because you'll do all these things just to get these unattractive women who feel that they're worthy of you and your time. Me as a man, I don't give a fuck if I'm dirt poor. Um, I, I wouldn't deal with half of these bitches because for one, I'm a man and me fucking with a bitch has nothing to do with finances. If anything, a bitch fucking with me has a lot to do with my finances and what I bring to the table. And if I just don't bring enough to the table for that woman, then I'm automatically disqualified. Those things in the sexual market value and those things in the dating world and the hookup culture are acceptable. But for a man to say, well, this woman is overweight or this woman has a, a bitchy attitude, so I'm not fucking with her. All of a sudden, the guy had a terrible relationship with his mother. All of a sudden, the guy is unstable. All of a sudden, the guy is a misogynist. It always builds up. There's always levels to this shit. Me, personally, I deal with all the criticism. I've dealt with all the criticism. I've dealt with the shaming language. It does nothing to me at this point. It's a, it's actually entertaining. Once you've dealt with you know, a, a type of woman or once you've dealt with women for a large for a long period of time, meaning you've had several long-term relationships, this shit doesn't even like it. It's more entertaining than offensive. And I think women are more offended that, that I'm more entertained by their reaction of, well, who's hurt you and all this other shit. Because once you understand this shit, like shit like this comes a dime. It doesn't, you're going to get used to it, especially if you're like me. And it's like, you don't, I don't hide this shit. Like I don't hide the type of person that I became because I was doing a lot worse shit and was upfront about it. You see what I mean? I was, I was doing a lot worse shit in life and being upfront about it. So if I'm making a positive step and I'm making a positive step to actually better myself and that that's with or without women, that's with or without a uh, majority of the people in general, I feel that I'm, that I'm accomplishing something. So whatever other people will say about me, it means nothing to me because I still have a job to go to. I still have money to make. I still have plans and I still have podcast episodes and all that bullshit. So let me make sure my windows are closed before I officially end this episode. Okay. I'm going to make sure my iced tea I'm going to leave the green tea in the car. You feel me? I'm going to leave the green tea in the car. Got enough cigarettes to get through work tomorrow. Bring my lemon iced tea into the house. Bring my headphones in the house with me. And get ready to wrap this up. I went over the I went over the time that I was going to go over, but I figured since I got home a lot earlier and was able to do shit a lot earlier, I wouldn't really trip about it. But uh, it's been another day, guys. Another night, actually. 
I um I don't know if I enjoy doing this shit at night more. But I think depending on the mood I'm in, like I've done this shit in the morning and I'd rather personally do it in the morning, but it's something about being able to do it early in the morning. Doing this shit early in the morning and being able to kick back for the rest of the day rather than me wake up like I'm going to do tomorrow morning, do an episode then have to rush, charge my phone, and get ready for another day of work. But either way, I do like recording at nights. It's a lot quieter during the nighttime. And I feel like it's my, you know, my time to unwind and talk about some shit. You know what I mean? Rather than the daytime, my energy may be a little bit different. But like I said, I wanted to talk about something more connected to the red pill, which is why... This podcast is called the Red Pill Party Podcast. So hopefully enjoy it. Uh, I will be doing something probably in another 10 hours to be exact, possibly nine. But as I always say, it's been another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast signing out. Peace.